Well, I'm ready when uh, when you guys are. Mm. I'm ready. Let's play the music and dance. Let's do it. Bum, 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 bum. Bum, 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 Barry Lyndon. Oh, what a tune. <laughs> Barry Lyndon. That's my, my top notes, triumphant music <laughs> in Barry Lyndon. Yeah. What You're a pick, Laura. Where did this come welcome. from? Well, I think it's <laughs> almost exactly the same thing as what happened with Uncut Gems, which is Kira made me watch it. I didn't like it when I first watched it. <laughs> it stuck in my mind and I thought, I want to watch that again. And I did and I loved it. And I think this might be the best film that's ever been made. And I'm fully ready for you all to have hated it because, you know, I did the first time too. So I will be picking it again next time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what do you, you think? Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm starting well, to resent you picking films you hate. <laughs> <laughs> Although Fair it enough. seems to backfire on you each time. Uh, every time you pick a film you think we're all going to hate, we turn out to like it. Did you like really? this? Oh my God, really? Yeah, this was great. Did you oh. like Uncut Gems? Oh no, that sucked. <laughs> no, that was terrible. <laughs> No, that was the last time you managed it. But no, this time, what a film. Mm. Love a good epic. Oh, I'm so glad you liked it. Yeah, I thought it was just, wow. It had had nearly everything that Count of Monte Cristo had, but it was better somehow. It was less campy and lame and more Mm. Mm. more awesome and somehow believable, I guess, because it was a true story or something. Um, Yeah, I loved every second of it. Bit of bit of mood building, but also lots of just telling us a, an interesting story about a. It seems a very interesting man. Yeah, I think. Yeah, what did you? Well, what did? The, what did you other people think? <laughs> it's okay if it's not the same. I thought that I want to be better than when I grow up. <laughs> <laughs> this happens a lot with the sort of. <laughs> I don't want to say villains, but... <laughs> <laughs> what an excellent film, yes. Did you enjoy it as well? <laughs> My God. Why did you not like it the re- first time? And what this is there not to like? It was, well, it was so long and slow. Well, that's like why you watch just... it in three installments. That's <laughs> 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 why you set aside an evening and enjoy every minute of it. <laughs> Claire, Claire, tell me you were bored and I'm not going out of my mind. <laughs> yeah, I I enjoyed it. I, I did oh, not good. think good it was too long. I think I would have preferred to watch it in two settings. I know Michael objects to that. But, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah I, I enjoyed that they took the time to tell the stories, but I just don't have the, the attention span to keep oh. with it. My mm. mind kind of wanders and I start thinking about cheese and stuff. But it's cumulative. <laughs> it's cumulative, Claire. Wait, wait, wait. There was an intermission. You were you were supposed to take a break. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... In fact, we did take a break. We paused it for about 10 minutes. I think I made a drink. Yeah. Excellent. Oh, nice. Yeah. Wow, you did the intermission, mm-hmm. like, properly. 
I took Absolutely. probably. Oh, you got to, haven't you? Oh yeah, yeah you took went maybe and half an hour. Off. Stingers, didn't you? Yeah, we had a stinger each. They'd been drinking brandy in the film, and we we decided we fancied a brandy. <laughs> oh, that's great! <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> so yeah, positive, but verging on too long. So I think I'm somewhere in the middle of everyone. I think. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, cool good story. yeah i think oh, i had a become just like uncut jet it was amazing you know i think the first time i was so aware of the time i think because also i'd been forced to watch it and that never goes well um uh, you know when someone just puts something on that's like oh mm-hmm. was it kira again it was yeah yeah she <laughs> does that to me a lot um <laughs> but yeah then the next time and she described the same thing happening to her when she was forced to watch it at work for the second time after the first time she got too bored and like turned it off but then the second oh. time like me was just like captivated by it for some i think because of how slow it is like it is glacial um i so, don't know oh i find the pacing like i love it like i think it's great because of that now which is that it just oh. does it's a it's a steeper steep seeps no <laughs> Ste- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. What? Um, it's cumulative. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought it was oh, great. interesting. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even find it slow. I thought there was just loads of it. Oh right. Oh no. I think it's like the story moves so slow. Like for me, anyway. Like it spends so much time on each part. And then I, think I guess ex- there were a lot of lingering looks and staring <laughs> and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm. There was a lot of dialogue as well, kept it moving, yeah. kept it yeah. feeling like something was happening. I, th- I think there were just a lot of times where uh, a director who wanted to would have cut things very, yeah. very uh, severely. Um yeah. And made it a 90 minute film. It would have been, what was it, six spools, whatever they call it. Um, and the, the woman chaser. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think you could have compressed it down. Um, and I think it would probably have been, it would have come across a lot more like the Count of Monte Cristo. Crystal. Um, oh, yeah, well, they ran out of time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, in fact you're you're so right. Yeah, this was basically we needed Stanley Kubrick to to direct the Count of Monte Cristo. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that would have been amazing. It. Yeah. yeah. Don't know. be afraid of your source material. Yeah. Enjoy <laughs> it. Live with it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Make something of it. Mm, I feel like that's what you did. Do you guys get bored in like The Lord of the Rings or Titanic or something? No, no. Not no, okay. I do. No war, a little bit. Okay. So I'm thinking it's not just the length of this that is putting you guys off. It's it's the fact that it's not good enough to be this long or too boring to be this long or something. I, I have no I problem with the length. I didn't think it was boring. I didn't think it was okay. boring the second time either. I just thought it was slow. Okay. Like it, I thought the pacing was slow, but I wasn't bored the yeah, second time. Okay. I was like enthralled by it. 
Um, Excellent. Wait, maybe I think, I think the way the that they spoke it. is a little slow, but I do not think that the movie per se was slow. Hmm. Okay. Are you with Michael that there was there was just a lot of content and that's why it was so long? Hmm, yes. Yeah, cool. Cool. I mean he's in the army for two hours. Is he? <laughs> I don't think it's Absolutely quite no, not, he's not. He's <laughs> bloody time. Yeah, but then he gets press ganged into the <laughs> Prussians. Oh, God. Although, yeah, then I guess he does yeah. desert them as well. Maybe a lot does happen. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, a- what happens, it, I, I think what was getting me and one of the reasons it felt so epic was getting near the end and remembering how the film had started and thinking, wow, he's come so far. Yeah. Really? Like what? He's in he's in Ireland. And he's flirting with his cousin, and then he kills the British officer in a duel, and has to go on the road. Runs away. They do this whole thing where they set up the duel to be fake, so just to make him leave. And then he gets mugged on the road, and he joins the army. And that that is like a sixth of the film. <laughs> um, yeah, there's so many different adventures he gets into. I love yeah. it. All. Neatly told, even though we're seeing it, by the lovely narrator. Yes. Did you recognise the voice? Oh, no, I don't think I did. I didn't. Anyone else? Oh, in fact, I thought I did, and then I thought, no, it can't be that, but I can't remember what it was. Oh, it was Michael Hordern, who also narrated, or was Frith, in the Watership Down animated film. Oh, brilliant. Mm. Oh, I definitely didn't recognise that. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Ah, oh, 1975, what a time to be alive. <laughs> Good job they recorded it all. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, Did you, you like the narration? He... Oh, sorry, go on. I was just going to pick Michael up on his point that he'd come so far from the start of the film because at the end he was still in a duel with someone. Oh, which was I know. Though, there yeah. were just two duels and they bookended uh, the whole the whole film. Mm. Um, and in the first duel, right, he was like shaking and nervous and uh, by, the, by the final one, he was the dominant, the the nasty man who was in charge and his son or his uh, his stepson was the one who was shaky and nervous. Full circle. Yeah. It was still Cosmic the, ballet. The dominant. <laughs> Cosmic ballet. <laughs> confident one that got shot. Doesn't matter how nervous you are. Yeah. How confident you are. Yeah, that's what it comes down to. Mm. Yeah, I thought that was great. It was a really nice sort of counterpoint at the end there. Yeah, that was a great final duel. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Again, they gave it time to breathe, didn't they? Mm. Oh, yeah. The, mm. the they tension. It. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, what, four or five hours of the film was that duel? I can't remember exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it must have been ten minutes. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> and there were at least four lines of dialogue in it. <laughs> 
And then the British Empire was vanquished forever, and they didn't have to pay the triple tax after all. <laughs> That's what this needed, an extra hour that was just cricket. <laughs> That's what all films need. Yeah, um, we should find more cricket films. <laughs> Let's not. Please don't. Like, I know you're joking, but also please don't. <laughs> <laughs> you know I might. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> No promises. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, Rory came in for the just after the intermission, so he sat down and watched the second half with me. Um, oh, right. And during the duel, when he misfires the first time, Rory just burst out laughing. And I was like, oh, I never would have thought that was like a funny moment, but it is kind of funny. I laughed because his face is just so shocked. I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there mm. were a few moments that I actually laughed at that I'm not sure I was supposed to laugh at. Oh, what else did you laugh at? <laughs> Interesting. Laugh. Do you know when um, two sons come in when they've got the crowd there and she's playing the piano? I'm not describing yeah. this very well. And then just out of nowhere, or maybe not out of nowhere, but Barry just attacks him mm. and like starts beating the shit out of him. And then all the nobles <laughs> yes. jump on him, and it's like just this <laughs> chaos. And like, and I like, I can't, I couldn't stop laughing. I was just. I, I for some reason found it so funny because it was just such a palaver. I don't know. Yeah, I laughed a bit at that, just at <laughs> yeah. the chaos, just yeah. everybody wading in and just yeah. making it worse. Yeah. Um, oh, that's good. That makes me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, I really didn't see him just beating the shit out of him. <laughs> I think I, I really enjoyed the, the women just screaming. Instead of just leaving the room, it's like no, yeah. we'll just we'll just hang around. We'll have a scream. That'll help. Yeah, you want a good show, don't you? <laughs> um. <laughs> oh yeah, women. What are they like? Women. Maybe we should talk about the women because I foresaw a point that someone was going to raise, and I was trying and mm-hmm. trying and trying to think of a way to defend it, and I'm not sure I can. Which is that oh. the women were kind of. That you couldn't say this was a feminist film that especially his wife, nah. the Lady Lyndon, was really passive and like I don't know, what do we think? I've got a few things to say, but I'll yeah, what do I, you think? I've got a, I thought there was a little bit of Lady Macbeth and his mother. Like towards the end. Oh yeah. Mm. She was sort of convincing him to get his get a title of his own and stuff like that. Um she had that little chat with him about how nothing was his. Um, and just that that voice of, that sensible voice mm. um, sort of driving him to to gain. Um, felt a bit, a bit like a strong woman. Yeah. There was something there. Yeah, his mother People really... usually just... Oh, sorry, go on. Go on. Oh, uh, people normally discuss whether women drive the plot in yes, a film. Yeah. And I think she was the only one that drove the plot at all, but mm. did in quite a profound way, but with maybe perhaps not very much screen time and not much focus on her. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was going to. Well, not exactly. That, but yeah, the driving the plot, she takes a real material impact on how things turn out. And Yeah. Mm. It's interesting. I don't know if she was the only one who drove the plot, but that's. I suppose everything else just sort of happened. 
Yeah, I think all the other stuff with the women stuff was happening to the women, right? Mm. I suppose oh, I Nora pretty screwed things up, didn't she? Who's Nora? Is that his wife? Uh, no, Nora was his his first love, oh, his cousin. Yeah, yeah. Who went off with the <laughs> British officer? <laughs> didn't he dance funny? <laughs> he did, didn't he? <laughs> Uh, you know, I quite liked him. Or is he John Quinn? Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't so bad. I thought we were maybe going to see him again. Nah, fuck him. <laughs> I thought gone. he was going to be the final enemy like Count Mondego. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it makes you just let that go. But I suppose he's just headed back to his home in Ireland. So maybe we'll encounter him again. Oh, there we are. <laughs> Oh, was he heading back to his home in Ireland at the end? I thought he was. Thought he'd been exiled okay. from England. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was. He had had friends in all the ports in Europe, didn't he? True. Yeah, I shouldn't assume. Yeah. Hmm. Oh well. Exciting. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Nora, with her crazy decisions, um, <laughs> sort of made things happen. But nah. Fifteen hundred yeah, a year, like Michael. Fifteen hundred <laughs> a year. <laughs> I loved that. As as they said that, I thought because it was early enough in the film, I wasn't really sure what was going to happen. I thought, is this going to be Pride and Prejudice, <laughs> where the whole thing is just them talking about how many a year somebody <laughs> yeah. earns? Not four in four thousand women would marry Jack Quinn. <laughs> it made me think of the, the John Finnemore sketch where somebody says he earns 300 a year and the other one says well that sounds like a lot but this is the olden days so I don't really know <laughs> <laughs> well it must be quite a lot 300 a year that's nearly one a day <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah so that was another bit I loved at. There were quite a few bits I laughed at actually that I don't think I was supposed to, but it didn't ruin it somehow. It wasn't a silly film. No, it wasn't. In the same way that yeah. maybe The Count of Monte Cristo a little bit was. Yeah. Yeah, it was more ambiguous. I think you you were allowed to laugh at some of the bits because they were just absurd. And I think it knew it was that it was trying to provoke a kind of an absurdity that you could either laugh at or be like, "Ooh, jeez." Uh. Yeah. Would it be fair to say it had quite a neutral tone? Yes, I would say I'm not sure I would describe it as neutral, but certainly detached. I would detached, that would, that that's just right, yeah. Even or, the narrator's voice was very yeah. plain, straightforward. It wasn't mm-hmm. enthusiastic or trying to make us feel sad or happy. Um and even that music, it was kind of the same music in the happy bits and the sad bits. Just a, this is something momentous, sort of sound, sort of music. Yeah, um, yeah, and that that was good. Like like it was telling us a history, which I guess it sort of was, and letting us decide how to feel. I, I appreciated that. Mm. It was subtle. I think it was a very subtle film in yeah. places, apart from obviously the ridiculous grandeur. <laughs> Yes. Okay. I take it back. It wasn't subtle at all. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think I think elements of it were subtle. Mm. Uh, Yeah, I think a lot of the acting was so underplayed. Like they all, they were just so yeah detached. Is even their movement was slow. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, masculine. Mm. <laughs> I won't go masculine because, of course, I wouldn't want to claim that uh, the the stars of the Count of Monte Cristo were not masculine. Uh, mm. Dull. <laughs> Dull, yes, this was a dull film and I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> um on the, just on the women, can we talk about Lady Linden? Yes. Um yeah, what did you think of her? Helen, was that her name? I don't think I got her name, just don't Lady Linden. She was I can't just remember a person, either. wasn't she? I remember her signing it with H. Oh yeah. Remember she signed all the signature, all the she all the bank notes and things. Yeah. I found what, her really what did you interesting. Think of her? I thought she was extreme ah. even though she was the most passive character ever. Like she literally did nothing to avert anything that which, which again is is kind of fine but I think hmm, you could interpret her as being quite weak, quite Yeah. just Maybe one-dimensional, maybe a bit melancholic, but I don't know. I think it was she was very expressive, even when she was being like as still as a statue. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of sadness that she played quite well. Yeah, and joy at times. Yeah, that's true. Oh, I really liked her. I just yeah, yeah. Mm. I found her watchable. I just I just didn't really note her at all. She was just there. I feel yeah. like all the the important conflict was was between Lord Bullingdon and Barry. Um, oh, I see. I think of her like I think most prominently for some reason. Mm, interesting. Yeah. yeah, I didn't get that. Sorry. I, I I didn't think of her as prominent. Hmm. I guess for the same reason Claire's saying that she was she was just passive and just kind of there. Yeah, I, um, I suppose I saw her as kind of the object of Barry's cruelty, which seemed yeah. quite important for the film. If it's just documenting his like gradual degradation and like that's true corruption and all um, that, then she's kind of like uh, yeah the center of that. Yeah, I found it really interesting um, that he came and apologised to her that time. Mm. And that seemed to be them finding some common ground and so- finding some some way of living together and maybe even loving each other a bit. And that, that was nice. It was nice. I, I, yeah. I, know, I think he stopped cheating on her from there on, didn't he? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we didn't and treated see her well, time. and they were a nice family for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I suppose that it was just the grief that kind of drove them apart again. Hmm. Or how I interpret yeah, it. Yeah, sadly. Yeah. Unless they never really did reconcile properly. Hmm. I need to watch it again. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. I've missed a lot of <laughs> lot of subtleties there. Oh. Um, layers <laughs> yeah I think it was a layered film mm. three hours of layers <laughs> like an onion 
Yeah. So there's actually ne- at least six hours of film, possibly nine for us to unravel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I <don't know>. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, I was just going to say, so she's really passive. like the. Yeah, but it's even though she's the main sort of female it. character, apart from his mother. Oh, sorry if that cut out there. Yeah. Um, but I think it, like it's the men who are really vulnerable, like Nora and his mother and Lady Linden all just survive, and they're basically the same as they were at the beginning. They go back to their yeah. same. But it's like if you think about all the men in the film, something bad happens to pretty much all of them, which is that Barry's father dies in a duel. Um, his mm. military friend gets shot. The Reverend is like banished by his mother. I don't. I can't remember what happens to the Chevalier, but he's basically exiled from. Austria, yeah, I, guess. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Lady yeah. Linden's husband dies of a stroke, and then the end, Barry, <laughs> bloody Lord Bullingdon's the only one who's all right, and he's basically the most vulnerable of them all because, <laughs> you know, he was sick yeah. of the duel. Yeah. That's a good point. Thanks. I was really proud of myself when I wrote all those down. I was like, it all fits. <laughs> I might have missed yeah, like, really true. key male characters that I'm just ignoring. You've forgotten little Brian who died as well. He Oh shit, yeah. Yeah. Proper ruined. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was a brat, though, to be fair. He was what? <laughs> no, he was cute. I felt bad. That was sad. He was so lovely. No. And I just wanted to give him a big hug. No, he was what? quite annoying. No? Yeah, no? What? What are you talking about? That's so pencil. What do you mean he was spoiled? <laughs> I mean, he's he was so polite. He asked for a horse. And when <laughs> his father said no, he said, please get me a horse. Say yes. Yeah. And then he defied then he... his father. Exactly. I did the same with the Nintendo 64. What, what are you talking about? <laughs> I see. And he Michael said, God. please. And he said, thank you. And he gave his dad a big hug when he found out that he was going to have it. And No, he should have accepted the no the first time he, he heard it. <laughs> but he wanted a horse. And he was weirdly obsessed with all the dead people in his dad's stories. Our kids something... are like that, though. I don't know if we've said this yeah. before, but kids in my experience, are obsessed with, like, death and gore. Absolutely. All kids are. It's weird. Yeah, in the same way they like scary stories, right? Yeah. I don't know. It's just morbid. There's something weird about, like, dead people's decapitated heads. That's. I feel like that's a, a, an issue they should have dealt with when he was younger. No, I'm all for it. And also, that kind of justifies why you'd want a horse so badly, right? So that you could decapitate it. (laughs) (laughs) Because he's he's grown up on these these tales of daring and and war and uh, Mm. dashing sergeants with sword fights and everything. Yeah. Mm. What does strenuous mean? (laughs) (laughs) He was so sweet. I can't believe you all didn't like him. Oh, but that was so annoying. He just kept making noise and interrupting. (laughs) Yeah, but like what eight-year-old doesn't do that sometimes? He just had to be a bit more patient. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> One that's not spoiled. Gets You'd all have there. beat him, would you? Like like Lord Bullington No, did. I would have taught him far earlier that he doesn't just get attention <laughs> because he wants it. Like he doesn't just get a horse because he wants it. Oh. Rich kids, eh? Wow. Yep. Entitled. He was quite sweet, Little. I do agree. Like, he was quite cute. <laughs> Little Lord Brian. <laughs> I just couldn't get over He's being called Brian. <laughs> too <Yes>. much. <laughs> I also couldn't get over the fact that the other one was called Lord Bullingdon. Yeah, even as from, like a tiny like child. Like essentially from birth. Yeah, it was yeah. so weird. And they were all calling him Lord Bullingdon, <laughs> including his mother. Um, when he was getting told off. Yeah. like, oh, oh, did, we have, did we ever find out his first name? Lord. God, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a cruel joke. Yeah. <laughs> no, I can't remember. Well, there we are. Yeah. Was it weird that they had sheep pulling the funeral cart? <sighs> yeah, I I wondered about that. Well, that, but that must mean something, given that the sheep it, also pulled his birthday card. Uh, card. Yeah, I thought that was significant as well. I couldn't work out what it was signifying, but no. it felt important. He also slept with was... a sheep doll. Maybe he just liked Did sheep. He? Maybe he just like sheep, or maybe he was supposed to be like a, a lamb. Oh, like that's nice. Innocent <laughs> part of Barry, which yeah. is inevitably crushed by Barry's, I don't know, indulgence of wealth and gift. <laughs> oh, huh. that's nice. Maybe it's some. Thing, nah, there's sheep everywhere, aren't there? Symbolism. <laughs> I was going to say maybe it's something to do with Ireland and sheep. <laughs> oh, maybe. Uh, Irish mm. stews are lamb stews, isn't it? <laughs> so maybe, maybe there are lots of lambs in Ireland. Yeah, something like that. In, in yeah. Barryville or wherever he's from. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was very sad that he passed away. Yeah. So the baby passed away? Brian did. It was just very sad that he died. Was Brian the baby? The little boy. Uh, Well, I mean, I think of life as being fair, so maybe life was (laughs) giving him what he deserved. <laughs> Maybe he should have oh, should have shut up when Lord Bullingdon told him to stop interrupting. Maybe he should not have just taken the horse when he was explicitly prohibited from doing so. <laughs> do you think this is a, a moral story oh. showing you what happens? If and you... I do like this moral. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> do what your father tells you, especially you... when you are under ten. <laughs> I think the whole film is just aimed at under 10s and that's the <laughs> one part that they're supposed to take something from. <laughs> this film has something for everyone. Yeah. It's, this started as an after school special uh, here. <laughs> and all the like having sex with prostitutes, that was just something for the dads to enjoy while they're watching yeah, it. Yeah, it's <laughs> like pantomime, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. 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 
<laughs> some cute animals. Let's just tune everyone gets to sing along to. <laughs> some magic to watch. So Yeah, that was good. I enjoyed the magic show. Yeah. Who says enter the, who says variety's dead? Um how old when was this set? What what? <laughs> was the set in seventeen ninety something? Seventeen seventy something. Yeah, seventeen seventy something, I think. Oh, they did dress funny, didn't they? Oh, love it. <laughs> like, funnier really? as it went on. Because <laughs> it got fancier. I guess, yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. More the ruffles. Ridiculous. The ruffles. The wigs. The, the wigs. The blush. The beauty <laughs> spots. What is that? Oh, the absurdly pale faces. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Absolutely Wait, what is, ridiculous. What, what is ridiculous about all of that? Yes, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I feel well, like maybe that's some... what people are supposed to look like, and we just didn't figure it out for the first <laughs> hundred thousand years of humans existing, and we promptly forgot again. Ah, <laughs> uh, I think it won the Oscar for best costume design. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I mean, I assume they got it accurate. Um, I assume so, I think. And that people really did just dress that funny. <laughs> I mean, it seems to fit with the other Regency films and books and things that yeah. I have watched and read. Just madness. Mm. Loved it. <laughs> yeah, I think it won a few Oscars. Oh, right. I think it won four was nominated for like seven it did not uh, win best picture is this your okay. oscar baiting secret <laughs> oscar baiting oh we're all at it oh uh, i can't believe i missed it i can't believe i picked journey <laughs> to the center of the bloody earth instead of this. <laughs> 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 yeah there's a few things this film did that were really interesting and that it's kind of known for and people talk about that my sister told me about and then i read about it which is that it only uses natural light um did you notice this so stanley kubrick did not use any lighting other than like candles daylight things like that oh that's cool cool. it did all look very real i wonder if that's part of it good job so I have a question about Stanley Kubrick because the only other film I've seen by him was um, Clockwork Orange. It's a very different sort of film. Hmm. Um, yeah, D- didn't you see Doctor Strange Love? Ah, uh, yeah, I did see Doctor Strange Love. Wait, um, I think that Laura's dead. Oh, oh, Laura! Did you go on the horse, Laura? Well, it had to happen. You hear us, Laura? She's greyed yeah. out on my screen. Yeah, me too. Oh, there she goes. Yeah, I'll stop the recording. Uh, yeah, so it was all filmed with natural light. There was no lighting. Yep. Brilliant. <laughs> Seamless. Fascinating. <laughs> no one will have any idea we stopped the recording for 15 minutes.
<laughs> anyway, cool. Um, anyway, yeah, we have Claire... thousands of candles. Sorry, I still want to talk about the light. Brilliant <laughs> it's interesting, stuff. though. Yeah, that is. Um, d- d- is that a Stanley Kubrick thing? Or was that just I this? Think so. I think it was just this. Right. I've no idea. I shouldn't answer that. I don't, I've not. I, apart <laughs> okay. from the shining. But to be honest, I think it was just this because he had to use so many candles and it would be really weird if he used like loads of candles in The Shining. <laughs> or 2001 A Space oh, Odyssey I've was all candle lit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did you say, Claire? So I've seen The Shining as well. It turns out I've seen quite a lot of Stanley Kubrick films. You've seen <laughs> at least four Stanley Kubrick films. Have you seen oh, 2001? Wow. No. Ah, okay. I haven't seen that either. Cosmic Ballet really is a Cosmic Ballet. (laughs) Is it? Wow. (laughs) We should watch it before the next Oscars so it can be entered into that category. (laughs) Best Cosmic Ballet. Or Cosmicist Ballet. I think it was going to be Most Abstract Cosmic Ballet. Uh, Um, yeah, would it be fair to say this is different from all the other films that we've seen him do? Yes. Yes. I'd never have said, oh, that I've was classic Stanley Kubrick. Mm. Yes, hard to tell. I haven't seen more than one other one. So Okay. Hmm. I think hmm. I will watch more. Yeah. yeah, like Stanley Kubrick, or maybe it's just this film. I want to find out. Oh, maybe we'll maybe we'll end up choosing some stuff. <laughs> hmm. I heard he did an adaptation of Sense and Sensibility that was meant to be amazing. <laughs> you can't. That's that's not true. I just made that up. <laughs> yeah, good, good one. I hear that's what um, Clockwork Orange was. <laughs> really, uh, yeah, really distant adaptation. Oh, yeah, <laughs> for sure. They filmed some of that in Aylesbury. <laughs> That's the only thing I know about it. I don't, I don't know what would, what's the joke anymore. <laughs> Just no, not even a joke. Part of Clockwork oh, right. Orange oh, really? was filmed in Aylesbury. It genuinely but, was, yeah. Totally I thought you were doing serious. like a Last Kingdom callback. <laughs> no. <laughs> Speaking no, of Last Kingdom callbacks, <laughs> did everyone enjoy when they made the square? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We made the square. Yeah, Claire and I both <laughs> laughed at that because we love it when they make the square in the Last Kingdom. Um, <laughs> so this is when they, they, they solved their dispute with their fists, Fernando, when he was in the, the uh-huh. English in the camp. army. Hmm. And the guy, like, I don't know, put grease in his mug or something. Ah, so uh, yes. Him. I couldn't really work out what he'd done wrong, but I liked that they made the square. Yeah. Yeah. And that guy kept thought... getting up, didn't he? I'd have admitted <laughs> I was beaten. Uh, yeah. It's like cool hand look. Right. He should have just kept going a bit longer and then he would have had the respect of everyone in the camp. Yeah. There we are. <laughs> but yeah, that was good stuff. Um, the whole dueling thing really is kind of hilarious, isn't it? Yeah. 
Like if you get really I, angry yeah. with someone, you throw your drink in their face and then they tell you you've insulted them and then you get your diaries <laughs> out and arrange a time to meet <laughs> to so that you can death. obtain satisfaction. It was bizarre. Yeah. A bit all so polite. Yeah. It's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> I, I, right, so are, are jewels a thing? Did people do this a lot in yeah, the Yeah, this was days? really something that happened. But it was illegal. It I became it illegal. illegal. Yeah. Okay. It just seemed like surely it'd be easier to like immediately have your little duel with your fists than risk the police coming and finding you attempting to shoot each other. Yeah. I, I, I just don't don't get it at all. Fists isn't very gentlemanly. <laughs> you gotta arrange your seconds, you gotta do the whole thing with the pistols. That's that's the proper way. Yeah. Apparently dueling was outdated um sorry, became illegal in eighteen fifty nine. That's oh, so that's recent. Okay. That's in the United States. Absurdly recent, isn't it? Oh, in the United States. Let me look up Europe. So I think I think probably something similar in Europe. I think the last duel in France might have been in the nineteen sixties. No way. Yeah, you can watch what? it on YouTube. What? Um it was some it was an MP. Uh like s- somebody had one of the other MPs had like shouted something at him during a debate and he demanded satisfaction and they ended up having a duel like in his garden uh, with sabres. <laughs> <laughs> and I think by that point they were like, like the tip was bent rover or something. Um, but they, they still, you know, went to, to first blood or something. I can't remember. Oh, where was this? France, Paris, France. I think. Wow. Bizarre. Oh. Yeah, I, I looked into the rules of this a couple of years ago, and I, I read the full Wikipedia page. Um, and it's, I didn't know you were yeah, a real amazing. expert. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> get me. The, amazing. The there's quite complex rules and stuff which don't seem natural at all. Like this whole thing with having seconds, and he fired into the ground, and that seemed to be yeah. some way of like cancelling the duel but in a way that was honourable I, I didn't mm. understand it to be honest but yeah people really did this stuff we should go back yeah, I think it's a, I agree we should. fabulous tradition yeah I disagree <laughs> I demand satisfaction <laughs> pistols at oh. dawn gentlemen I wish that women could demand satisfaction I'd be all over that. It doesn't seem like that was something that women could do. (laughs) (laughs) Bloody patriarchy. Yeah. Took a long time for men to care about female satisfaction. (laughs) 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 Michael, you're so rude. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, maybe there have been places and Times in history when women have dueled. I'd like to 
read the Wikipedia page on that. That'd be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I wonder if part of this is because women are generally not so stupid as to do that kind of thing. Like somebody called me ugly or whatever, I'm going to fight them to the death is the kind <laughs> of thing that generally only men come up with, right? Oh, well, I don't know. Then again, as as the narrator said in Barry Lyndon, men just enforce tranquility on them, on women. So we didn't have a bloody choice. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember he's... Um, he said it so ironically and so, like, it was just saturated with irony when he was like, okay. she preferred a quiet and tranquil life. Or rather, to tell the truth, Barry preferred it for her. <laughs> yes, okay. <laughs> that was a good line. Yeah. Yeah. It did seem rotten, all of these, well, again, all the women we saw in this were were so, were just sort of being carried along on the tide. Mm. And we're sort of criticizing the writers for not making them more interesting, but in a way it was it was not their fault. They weren't weren't given the opportunity to do any anything yeah. interesting. And which I think is sad. as Claire was saying, his mum like did the best that she like she really used all the tools at her disposal, despite the fact that there were so many like restrictions and That's stuff true. placed on her, and she eventually did fall victim to Lord Bullingdon. But uh, she had her fair share of control over the men. During the yeah the film yeah she yeah. did all right didn't she yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah there was a lot of violence a lot of like institutional patriarchal state mm. violence that was really ritualized and really absurd yeah. and performative but like and polite but and just like very everyday a real base or need to inflict pain on someone yeah. 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 You mean all the dueling and the corporal punishment and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Remember the gauntlet where that Prussian soldier has to like go through oh, and just yeah. be whipped. Horrific. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like paired between this really obvious brutal violence and then this really civil kind of yeah cruelty and and physical violence. I guess. I'll never yeah. understand like hurting small children like that. Like, I know mm. we've joked about how Barry, eh, well, not Barry, what was his name? Brian was spoiled. Um, but, like, beating uh, Lord Bullingdon, that was horrible. Yeah. Yeah. You're just little, you can't do that. Well, if you don't, then they end up riding horses and killing themselves. <laughs> That's true. You never beat Brian, and look what happened to him. But if you do, they end up running away and then coming back and killing you. <laughs> I, if I, I mean, I, I think the film was a very good example of like how unhelpful that kind of corporal punishment can be. All it did was cement Lord Bullingdon's feelings against Barry. Um, make him more and more cynical, hate him more and more, and it ended up ruining Barry's life uh, and finally yeah. ending Barry's life. Or, like, when, when he's that young and, like, anybody would be a bit upset and worried about their, their mother suddenly getting married to someone you don't know that you're being expected to call father. Mm. Um, and you just need to... 
you know, try and level with them a bit and show them a bit of kindness and kids come round, don't they? Yeah, but not in the olden days. People didn't understand that children had emotion in the olden days. They thought you just yes. beat them and then they grow up to get involved in duels <laughs> and raise their children by beating them. And then it's all just a vicious cycle. A circle of life. It's chain-shaped. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. No, you're right. It's rough. Um, was Lord Bullingdon sort of a bit unhealthily in love with his mum? Yes. Yeah. Cool. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it went beyond just son loves his mum, didn't it? He holding her hand and some of the te- some of the ways he looked at her. Oh. I thought it was a bit weird. I never really thought of it that way, but now that you're saying it, it does kind of make sense. It's a bit, well, I've got uh, Lord Oedipus written down here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That I didn't good. pick up on that. Because he also did want to kill his stepfather. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. True. I thought the yeah, boy totally. just loved his mum. I think he loved his mum. Oh, dear. <laughs> Well, it probably helped that she didn't age. <laughs> Unless <laughs> yeah. she was about 25 for the entire film. Wait, we've discussed about this. We, we've we said that women don't age or at least age better than men. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I thought about this. Right. So I don't think, to be fair, because I was thinking, oh, God. They can put them in grey wigs, but they're not doing much for them. But they must have only been about 30 in the end. Mm. So, because he was must have been like a te- like at most 20 at the beginning, his character. Well, yeah. I thought he looked old for the age they were pitching him at at the beginning. Yeah. Um. He probably was. Like, yeah, I thought that a bit as well, but I think he was meant to be about 20 or something. He yeah. was only in the 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 army for about six years he might have been 18 to 20 so let's say he's mid-20s and yeah. then it's eight years that we follow on from because brian grows up to be eight and that's where the almost stuff happens. so almost dying that's, it. Mm. that's probably why they uh, had the sheep around well which birthday did he have was that his eighth birthday or was his eighth eight? birthday the like horse was for his ninth. oh of course okay. yeah you're right um, but then we don't know how long Barry spent just sort of touring Europe as a card guy, right? Oh, yeah, I forgot so about I've that. got to add that on. That's, yeah, that's at least a, probably a few years, isn't it? And then I guess okay, after, never mind. Yeah. after Brian dies, there could have been, well, we, we imagine there were quite a few years before Lord Bullingdon came back. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I, I got the sense that that would happened quite quickly yeah I don't maybe think not though fair. maybe i imagine it happened like reasonably fast after she got rid of the reverend because he mm. seemed to go straight or imagine he went to lord oh, Bullington yeah. to try and bring him and that kind of spurred events on a bit fast but she could have been grieving for quite a long time yeah that kind of drove the mother to kick the reverend out yeah okay although i kind of got the sense that she just wanted rid of him yeah, well, she used the pretense of not having children around to get rid of them. So yeah. 
I think that suggests it was quite early after Brown's death. Yeah, mm. okay. Oh. Still, that's around 20 years. That kind of does scupper my theory that they don't yeah. age. <laughs> <laughs> Told you it's uh, a long film. <laughs> There's a lot in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I would love to live in a great big house like that with great big grounds and all of that. I watching watching this Wouldn't film. We all, yeah, mm. it really made me think. Yeah, do, do I, I get do that. staff? Because I would yeah. not like to do the housework. In a no, house I wouldn't like, like to do the housework. But I, they didn't seem to be doing an awful lot of housework. <laughs> no, in fact, I think she had three people there to help her have a bath. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I don't think she was short of servants. <laughs> yeah. Cool. That's um, another fun fact. That bath got really cold because Stanley Kubrick apparently, with every single scene, would just make them do like dozens and dozens to like hundreds of just takes over and over again without giving them any direction, including oh. the bath scene. So it just kept getting cold. She had to get out. <laughs> they filled she with warm water. Really again. Miserable. Yeah. <laughs> I thought she was dead. Oh For my a god! A lot of that scene. Yeah. I That's what I mean. Was... The characters are so. Still and slow, mm. <laughs> but yeah, especially there. Yeah, I thought that was maybe the point in that scene for the first maybe ten or fifteen seconds. I thought she'd maybe taken her own life in response oh, to how he was treating her, huh? um, and that's Oof. what that was going to be. But then, then I saw her oh. breathing. Yeah. Okay. Gosh. Yeah, that was that was an intense scene. Yeah. yeah, and yet the main thing I was thinking was I can't believe there's a cushion on her bath. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I was. Well there cushion? There's like that whole backboard that she was lying oh, against. Yeah, that was yeah. like embroidered and with stuffing and everything. <laughs> it must just get so wet every single time. Oh, and then stink. <laughs> yeah, it would just like you'd, you'd do that twice, and it would get mouldy. <laughs> Yeah. 1700s, eh? They didn't really know what they were doing with anything. <laughs> they didn't have a fucking clue, did they? <laughs> <laughs> All they knew how to, do, how to do was to make dashing uh, military uniforms. Yeah. They were Apart from that, nothing. Anyone else slightly disappointed there were no uh, no naval scenes? Nope. I thought for sure he'd go to sea at some point. And... Nope. Oh, we had that one like tiny shot of a boat in water to signify him moving from Ireland to Europe, and then they were like, "We don't need to know about that." That's and it. I was like, "Fair enough." To be honest, we we hear about a lot, and his life at sea, you don't need it. Yeah, apparently, apparently that bit's just not important. <laughs> uh, what other yeah. what other notes have I got? He gets less romantic with each partner, sadly. Oh, you're right. Yeah, I didn't pick he's up on that. He's absolutely enthralled yeah. by by Nora, and he's mm. shy and bashful and completely in love. And then the next one's the the German girl, who I think yeah. is credited as German girl in, yeah. the, <laughs> in the credits at the end. Um, Another and strong, her, powerful female role. Yeah, I liked her, you know, she was just nice, wasn't she? 
Yeah. Um, yeah. But Even again, the he was basically called her a whore. <laughs> oh, I don't remember now. Do you remember that? He was like, the life of a soldier's wife needs to get used to like saying goodbye to many lovers and we can assume that this town was stormed and occupied many times before this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh dear. Yeah. Um, I think all the narration is from the book. Like they just lifted passages and Oh, uh, uh, that's good. Michael Hordon reads like Yeah. That was good. <laughs> and um, then go he, on, sorry, he adds in the dripping irony and sarcasm. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Um but yeah, with the German girl he was sort of loving but not in mm. love. Um he's nice but yeah. also he's like, you know, totally cheating with respect to her husband mm-hmm. and everything. It was a bit bit more gross. Um and then later it's Lady Lyndon that he was totally just in it for the money. Yeah. Um and then I think the last people we see is those prostitutes and that's it. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. I think that's kind of his moving from being kind of it's it totally maps out with his character the way he yeah. moves from this kind of like innocent, bumbling, like clueless romantic. Meek. Yeah. I think he remains kind of meek, but he gets more and more ambitious and like, and they keep making a note of saying how he f- fell into bad company and picked up bad habits and like was yeah. generally just selfish and horrible by the end. Yeah. No, that's interesting. It also like one of the like key moments in the film for me when I actually, the first time I was watching it, when I woke up and I was like, oh my God, that was unexpected was when they were in the carriage after just getting married. Yeah. Do you remember? And he's smoking. Mm-hmm. Oh Yeah. It's like my favourite scene in the film because I just thought it came out of nowhere. And I was like, whoa, oh my God, he's an, he's an arsehole now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> it's so great when he just blows the smoke in his face. And I was like, where did that come from? Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. What yeah, a I kept thinking feel. about it. Yeah. Real change. Love it. Yeah. And what again, I was glad that he stopped treating her like that later on. Yeah. Uh, and it's not clear ha- exactly how long that took. Well, in fact, I think mm. it was maybe when when Brian is a baby is when there's the bath scene yeah. and he goes in and apologises to her and uh, I think he clears his act up after that. Mm. Uh, but, yeah. I mean, he still abuses her and her fortune in many ways. But, mm, um, he's maybe not does so- he? Well, he spends all our money, doesn't he? Oh yeah, yeah I'm trying to become a lord, but yeah. exploits her position in society and stuff like that. Maybe abuse, maybe exploits rather than abuses. Yeah, but then when you're married, it's supposed to sort of <laughs> you're supposed to share things, aren't you? Um, he had thirty thousand a year. <laughs> thirty thousand a year, <laughs> Mister Darcy. <laughs> Nearly a hundred a day. <laughs> 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 to be fair, Mr. Darcy has ten thousand a year, and he's supposed to be like the richest man in England. Okay, so Is that like, the same she kind was of time? mega rich. Um, yeah, it was a thing. So this was what seventeen seventies and Pride and Prejudice is early eighteen hundreds. But although I think it was written okay. in the late seventeen hundreds. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah similar. Yeah, same but time. Yeah. Wow. Maybe a bit of difference, I guess, over ten. Who knows what the economy? I don't know. I don't know how inflation was <laughs> Maybe going. Maybe they are equivalent. Also, yeah, they didn't either. say pounds. They could have been talking about shillings. or There were a lot of guineas going on, <laughs> weren't there? Oh, there were a lot of guineas, All yeah. bets are no off when you start with guineas. Mm-hmm. Units are important, as I keep telling my students. 
Cool. Um, on the making of it, did it? So it's designed. I think a lot of the shots were composed to look like oil paintings. Did anyone think really? Of, yeah. So yeah, and it's like I can see that watching it the second time around. How every sort of distance shot is exa- It's so like an oil painting. It's amazing. Yeah. And basically, the film is just like a succession of like images and <laughs> so detailed and like oh. extravagant. It's amazing. You should watch this it again. Was an I think I will. Maybe, film, wasn't it? maybe I will pick it again because we just need to revel in wow. <laughs> the oil paintingness. Well, it hasn't been done yet, but it's your <laughs> choice. <laughs> There's no explicit rule that says I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> You've got a month to bring amendment. it in. <laughs> 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 yeah, maybe I'll just send you all some stills. You can we can all we can appreciate it excellent yeah i do have an amendment to make oh yeah maybe i'll wait to the end i propose a new game (laughs) i'll look forward to it (laughs) excellent uh anyone have any other thoughts on on the film i'm reading a quote that i think it's attributed to jackie kennedy um, mm-hmm. that says mm-hmm. um, the first time you marry for love, the second one for money, and the third for company. Um, oh. So I wonder if if that's what we are meant to learn from, from the film, and clearly we evolve in our understanding of what marriage is meant to be. And Yeah. Mm. Well, but he only got his two. Yeah, maybe, maybe maybe we have to have Barry Lyndon part two, uh, <laughs> yeah. where he marries oh. for company. <laughs> uh, Barry Lyndon two, three's company. <laughs> Barry Lyndon two's company. That's oh yeah, yeah, that'll be it. <laughs> oh, <nice. Yeah>, that's <laughs> Barry Lyndon. Barry Lyndon two's company. <laughs> Barry also, Linden I think my too. favorite character was um, the Reverend, Reverend Runt. Um, <laughs> Barely oh, beloved. <laughs> Didn't he yeah. look like he was from that time? Mm. What a well-cast actor. My God, what a face for period pieces. <laughs> Maybe they resurrected him. <laughs> <laughs> what did you like about Fernando? Um... What did I like about him? Um, I don't know. I just know that I liked him. Uh, I also liked that he was so devoted to the family that when he was told that he was being let 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 go, um, he said, "Well, it's okay if you do not pay me. I'll just stay and help." Mm, yeah. Um, that he seemed to care for. The children, even if one of them deserved to die. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Brian. <laughs> poor Lord Brian. <laughs> um, <laughs> he was great. He said one thing that I actually wrote a note down on because it seemed so stupid. Um, do you remember when he was marrying them? 
uh, and mm. he went through the reasons that marriage is ordained. Mm, yeah, um, maybe it was yeah, not just to satisfy our carnal lust, but for this reason and that reason and that reason. And one of them was uh, to avoid the sin of fornication. That's why we need <laughs> marriage. And I thought, like, isn't doesn't fornication just mean having sex when you're not married? So he's saying we need marriage so that people don't not be married. <laughs> it just it was a, a stupid yeah. The idea that marriage was designed to avoid something that is only defined in terms of marriage just seemed a really stupid circular logic. Um I guess my, my problem is not with the particular character, but with the entire Church of England. <laughs> and the patriarchal institution of marriage. <laughs> that too. Well, I mean, I, I, there are other good reasons for marriage, I think, and it's a shame that they he picked that one for like, well, we need marriage because otherwise you're not married. <laughs> <laughs> well, in fairness, he can't... He has to say it as in it will prevent sin because he can't, as like the vicar or whatever, I, don't, I get mixed up with all the terms... You can't just be like, oh, marriage is great because now you can have sex, hubba hubba, yes. and start making funny noises because <laughs> it's a church. So he's got to be like, oh, well, it can prevent sin, not now you can have loads of sex, guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, he talked about carnal desire enough, didn't he? Yeah. It's different, though. <laughs> That's the 1700s equivalent of going, a woo ga. Again, they didn't have a fucking clue, did they? <laughs> no. <laughs> Bloody olden dazers. <laughs> it's not like that in the news, dazers. <laughs> no, exactly. They didn't even have computers, bloody idiots. <laughs> <laughs> just a books. Yeah. yeah. Nuts. <laughs> only ones that That's grow everything locally. I've written down. <laughs> Sorry? I said only ones that grow lo- locally. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. <laughs> it, was, it was expensive to import nuts. <sighs> Sorry, I'm so. very tired. <laughs> it's been a very long day. <laughs> I, I'm willing to <laughs> release you because I don't have anything else written down. Anyone else? Neither do I, actually. I've covered all my points. I've covered everything. Yes, I'm, I've all said everything that I wanted to say. Great. Great film. Yeah. Cool. I'm really glad that people liked it. Well, Thanks for well Melvin done. bragging us as well. I always enjoy that. <laughs> what did I do? You said... Any other, anything else we should have discussed? <laughs> oh, shit. What did we not talk about that you wanted to talk about? <laughs> oh. uh, Is anyone well, else then. getting a lot of, like, any more for any more at the end of meetings on Microsoft Teams? Or is that just a chemistry No, I haven't thing? had any of that. I might start saying that, though. I love that. <laughs> any more for any more? I usually say, do you have any questions for me to my students? Oh, to your students. Yeah, go, I could uh, try that. And then they go, no. <laughs> but do you pause for a little while after that? 
I find that if you say, oh, do you have any questions? They say no. And then if you just stay silent for like 10 seconds, they'll start asking questions. Oh, well, I mean, I want to get out of there as much as they do. So it's, uh, maybe yeah, it's if the answer's no, stuff. I'm happy. I think it's sometimes that they do have a question, but they've not decided if it's important enough. Oh, okay. Well, then maybe they should make up their mind before the class. <laughs> well said. Well said. <laughs> Somebody buy them a horse. That would teach them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, tell it like it is, Fernando. <laughs> I'm going to play the music now. Yep. I'm ready. Sorry. <laughs>